Hey guys, we are live. This is College Sportscast. I didn't play my little video. I didn't have it up in time. So, but uh, we're doing our College Sportscast week wrap-up show, live chat show. We hope you guys will kind of jump on with us and chat with us. Um, I'm going to start out the show by saying we're now a brand ambassador for Reaper Apparel Company. I have that link up on the bottom of the screen, and you can use that link and use the C Sportscast 10 code at checkout for a 10% discount. Anything over $75, any order over $75 is also free shipping, so that'll save you a little bit of money as well. Go on there. They got some really cool stuff. A couple of episodes ago, I wore one of the shirts that, that I got from them. Um, I'll try to do that again maybe next week and wear that shirt so everybody can kind of see it. Um, but they uh, um, they have stuff. They have like challenges. They have one called Broken Not Defeated Challenge. Um, and they have uh, an open mind um, design and uh, they're really cool. Uh, they're out of Arizona. Check them out. Um, so uh, we'll, we'll get that started off the beginning. And I have John Roberts on with me today. Hey, John. What's up? What's up? So uh, John was at a Christmas deal with his little girl on Thursday. But I think I got all his picks in on the show. I think I went through and got all of them in. I'm, I'm pretty sure I did anyway. So we'll start the show out with some college football. Over the weekend, there was um, about seven games yesterday, I think two on on uh, Friday, that has been played bowl games so far. Um, and just for the record, I think I'm like seven and one in the bowl games on my picks so far. <laughs> yeah. I think I got I, – I didn't get the Cincy one right, but I did. That's the only one I missed, I believe. And I, I got Oregon State. I know that one. I think the Louisville-Cincy game is the only one I missed. And if you ask me, that was one of the toughest ones to pick. <laughs> yeah, I was just trying to figure out which one was going to be – what would be worse. Yeah, because both teams lost their coach, brought in somebody else. They both had interims. They had people leaving. They had coaches that were missing, not just the head coach, but position position coaches that were missing. Um, it was just a hard game to pick, if you ask me. Right. I think if, if Cincinnati had been at full staff, I think it probably would have been a different game. But Fickle's in Wisconsin and probably some of the coaches that was with him is in Wisconsin. Um, Satterfield is in Cincinnati. <laughs> right. I called it the Satterfield Bowl. That's what I called it. But you know, right. yeah. And Louisville got the best of them. Oh, Dion Branch got an interim head coach win. Yeah, that is. Uh, I was I was wondering if I heard the name right when I was when I was watching yeah. a little bit of it. Yeah, he's and, the uh, director of player development or something there at Louisville, and gotcha. he's not even a coach on the staff. He's a director of player development and they appointed him as the interim head coach because they didn't have hardly anybody left. Satterfield took 
Satterfield and, took five of his coaches with him. Oh, yeah. That's uh, – Yeah. And then I would think that Fickle took several others. Right, right. So I don't think Louisville had hardly anybody left. I think they had three coaches, I think, left Jeez. on staff. Um, so they appointed Dion Branch. And for anybody that knows Dion Branch or don't know, he played for the New England Patriots for a long time, uh, won some Super Bowls with Tom Brady. He did. That's, that's his fame is uh, um, playing with Tom Brady in New England, Dion did. so. <clears throat> but he got a coaching win in a bowl game yesterday. So Definitely a huge step up. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, on Friday, I'm going to open it up on Friday. There was a couple of games on Friday. UAB uh, beat Miami of Ohio yep. in the opening bowl game for the opening bowl game for the season, uh, bowl season this time. Um, and – um, that was a good game to watch. Did you get to catch any of the UAB game? I was working all day uh, Friday, so during the day, um, so. right? So I checked the scores, and that was about it. So on that one, and uh, I did see that at the very end of the game that they got to stop um, right there at the end to uh, right when time ran out, ran out, and they were what got them on like the what five or six or seven yard line. Right. And then that ended the game. So, right. But uh, it was good to see that that is that that right there, I would say, is the close of the Bill Clark era right there. I mean, even though he didn't coach at all this season, I would say that 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 right there was the close of the Bill Clark era. Now they yeah. will start the Trent Dilfer era. Vincent was the interim head coach, something like that. Yes. Yeah. Brian Vincent. Brian Vincent, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think he was the defensive coordinator. Right. If I'm, uh, if I recall correctly, is he going to be on staff with Dilfer or no? Hadn't heard. I don't, I don't think so. Yeah. Uh, so, and then also on Friday, the UTSA and Troy game played, and right. it turned out to be a really good game as well. They scored um, a touchdown. You know, I think late in the. Th- Third, I believe, is the it was the wound up being the winning touchdown, but defense won the day. It was eighteen to twelve, um, and Troy won a big game. Both of those teams are down there, kind of close to you. UAB's really close, but Troy's yeah. not too far from you either. So Troy, Troy's about an hour and a half, <laughs> two hours, because it's 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 about twenty minutes or so outside of Montgomery, twenty thirty minutes outside of Montgomery. So right. Um. um but yeah, and John Sumrall had an excellent season. Wind up going twelve and twelve and two. Um, you can't hardly expect anything more in a first season coach. I wouldn't think. Right. No. Nope. No, I, I wouldn't think so. Um, so then we talked about the the Cincinnati Louisville game. That was the first game yesterday. Um, the second game yesterday was Oregon State in Florida, and. Florida seemed to be completely out to lunch. <laughs> Did you happen to catch the uh, the final sequence when they uh, when they kicked the field goal? Like what Pat uh, Pat McAfee and Kirk Herbstreet were talking? No, Did you happen to catch any of that? Oh my gosh! <laughs> well, first, Florida has a streak of about four hundred and sixty, four hundred and seventy games that are uh, 
without being shut out. Without being shut out. Right. So right. it was thirty. It was thirty to nothing. You're inside a a minute or two or whatever it was late in the game, and um, they're asking, "Wait, well, do, do you go for it or do you uh, or do you kick the field to to keep from being shut out?" I mean, it's thirty to nothing. You're not going to come back and be a man. <laughs> The amount of time that you were that they were in, but so you know McAfee being former kicker, and he's talking. You know they once the once uh, once they kick it and it's good, and now it's thirty to thirty to three. McAfee is just going crazy, you know, <laughs> talking about well, he's, he just won. He just he just did his job. He did everything. He was under immense pressure, and da, da, da. you know it's just. <laughs> He's going nuts because I mean they could have broken that streak right there, but the kicker didn't allow it. The kicker did his job, you know. <laughs> and it was hilarious. Just uh just listening to it. If you find uh if you find it, go go find that that little sequence. It's on it's on Twitter somewhere. Right. Um, but yeah, it was well to be it, fair it hilarious. I mean Anthony Richardson opted out. They were down. Their second string quarterback wasn't available. They yeah, because he got kicked out, right? He got kicked off. Yeah, he got kicked mm-hmm. off. So, so they were down to like a red shirt freshman that's never played or something like that. Our red fr- right. is a walk on. Was it a right. walk on? I Miller. believe it was a walk on, wasn't it? I can't remember. I mean, I it was background noise. Um, I think we had a lot of stuff going on. It was either a red shirt today. freshman or a red shirt walk on. I can't remember. Right. Yeah, I, I remember hearing it, but I don't remember which one it was. And to be honest with you, that was not a game that I turned on yesterday and watched. Um, I mean, it didn't after, matter. It was the after, third. It was the third quarterback. <laughs> after the first, after the first little bit, and I seen Oregon State was basically manhandling them. Um, I was like, I'm going to watch some other games. So oh, yeah. I actually was catching mostly basketball yesterday. I did right. do a little. I did a little bit of football, but right. Um, so then we get, move on to the Fresno State Washington State game, and Fresno State handled them pretty well, twenty nine to six. Washington. Yeah, that one. I was I was debating whether I should go with uh, Fresno State or. Or go with Washington State on well, that. Fresno one. was nine and four, and I think Washington right. was like seven and five or something like that. Correct. Yeah. Before the before the game started yesterday. Right. Um, so Fresno wound up ten and four for the season. Um, won their um, the Las Vegas Bowl. That's was what that they. The, yeah, uh, that was the loss. It was the Jimmy Kimmel Los Angeles Bowl. Las oh, yeah, Vegas. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Vegas yeah, Bowl was was, was uh, Florida game. Yeah, yeah I, that was I the just, Vegas Bowl. I read it. I was like, wait a minute. What it was the one that? up above it. So, yeah, yeah you're right. Okay. It was the L.A. Bowl, the Jimmy Kimmel yeah. L.A. Bowl. That's what it was. Glad I threw a name for the sponsorship there. Yeah, yeah. All right. <laughs> and then we got the Lending Tree Bowl, Southern Miss. Um, hand, handed Rice a loss, 38-24. to 24. And uh, – I picked that one, and to be honest with you, I'm a huge Brett Favre fan, always have been. I know it's not politically correct anymore to be a Brett Favre fan, but, you know, right. I, I understand that. I get it. But, anyways, yeah. I picked him because of because of that. Uh, 
But I want to throw this out at you. Yesterday, um, Frank Gore Jr. set a bowl record for rushing yards with 329 yards yesterday in this game. It's a lot. That is a lot. Yeah. yeah, it is. 329 yards in one game. And that's the NCAA bowl record. Well, I mean, it came from a, a, a recognizable name. So if anybody knows who I'm talking about, it's Frank Gore Jr. Of course, it's not Frank Gore. Frank Gore Jr. Um, and – uh, now, now, his dad went to Florida, right? Did I? Miami, I think. Miami. I think he, Miami. I think he was yeah, on right. one of those Miami, Miami teams in the early 2000s, like 2000, 2001. That's right. He's on that one team that was uh, one of like the greatest assembled teams. Yeah, yeah. And he was on that team. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure he was on that team. Yeah, the one that lost with the pick play in the end zone? I think so, yeah. Ohio State? Yeah. 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 So, uh, and then his dad played for, I know, San Francisco. Yeah. He played time. for I San remember. Francisco for a long time. I think he played another place or two, but I don't yeah. remember where it was at. I remember more for San Francisco. Well, he played so. there for a long time, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to throw that out that uh, Frank Gore Jr set the bowl record, the rushing record yesterday in bowl games. Um, and then we're going to go to the New Mexico Bowl, and it was a sneaker, a squeaker. I mean, it was 24-23, BYU beat SMU in this game. I honestly was surprised that there was that much defense. <laughs> well, I uh... – <clears throat> I really I know expect I had, the game to be a high-scoring game. I know I picked the fighting Rhett Lashley's on that one. So uh, I picked BYU, um, and I can't believe they actually won one that I picked because I had been picking them throughout the year, and it seemed like they always were the opposite. If I picked them to lose, they won. If I picked them to win, they lost. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah. – I finally got one right yesterday. And then the last game of the day yesterday was Boise State against Northern Texas. Right. And uh, that was the Frisco Bowl. Uh, that one was, yes, the Frisco Bowl. Yeah. Um, and Boise State won 35-32. to 32. That was a really good game. I think it come down to the very end as well. So uh, John's not going to be too happy. Uh, pick six in overtime. Really? Ja Jacksonville just beat the Cowboys. Well, good for Jacksonville. I'm I'm kind of a secret Jacksonville fan just because they have a couple of cats down there um, that I've really enjoyed watching play the last four or five years for UK. And then uh, Trevor Lawrence is down there, and they seem to be turning it around. Yeah, Trevor uh, had a – came tying drive he um, was able to move the ball down into field goal range that kicked field goal to tie the game with no time left on the clock and then um, I believe Dallas had the ball first and they were looked like they looked like they were driving uh, 
ball got tipped right into the defender's hands, and he ran it back for a touchdown. All right, so, so Hammonds has had a bad weekend. I, you know, I get it. So um, he he also said he's got some family coming in too, but it's really going to be the Kentucky and the Dallas Cowboys football games, their yeah. basketball game. That's really what it's going to be. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, so a few other ins and outs about football yesterday. Deion Sanders and his son – Quarterback there uh, lost their last game with Jackson State yesterday in a bowl game. Um, they did score at the very end and take it into overtime, but they lost in overtime, I think like 43 to 37 or something like that. Yeah, something like that. Um, yeah, and uh, just want to throw that out that Deion Sanders did lose his last game at, at Jacksonville State. Um, and, uh, did I say Jacksonville? Jackson. Jackson. I think I said Jacksonville. It's Jackson. Boy. Anyways, um, I, just to kind of, you know, it's – there was a whole lot of distractions going on with them leaving and transferring and, you know, everything else. So, right. you know, you know, you have, you have all that kind of stuff that was going on, but they – come back to play that game and was there and he did coach that game yesterday um and i seen a clip yesterday at the end where i mean he was on pretty much in tears talking to his team at the end of the game um dion was uh but just to throw it out there um yesterday also Ohio state had a decommitment from the number one quarterback in the land for 24 um on the recruiting side of things, which I thought was a pretty big deal. Yep. Uh, and then the Kent State quarterback, who has been with Kent State this year, announced that he is transferring to UCLA. It's a big jump. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yep. Um, and then uh, you had uh, Grayson McCall from Coastal Carolina was scheduled to take a visit to Auburn and then had, uh, uh, I guess, canceled that, that commitment sometime Thursday or Friday. He had canceled the, the trip. He was supposed to be down there this weekend. Uh, and I believe Leary, Devin Leary, uh, is down there. Uh, did take a trip to Auburn. Right. So well, Leary also visited, visited Kentucky about two or three days ago. Right. Um, and then right now, I believe that Graham Mertz is at Kentucky visiting right now. So it's it looks like those two quarterbacks are, are Kentucky's top choices, it looks like. Um, and I think they're really going after Leary as well. So is Auburn. Um, Graham Mertz also visited Florida this week a few days ago. So I think Florida is in play for Mertz as well. Um, so just to kind of give you guys an update on some of the ins and outs that's going on with quarterbacks and a few SEC teams. So Florida's in the mix with one. Auburn's in the mix. Kentucky's in the mix. And that's three schools and two quarterbacks. So, <laughs> yep. By my math, 
somebody's going to be left out of those. Right. <laughs> yep. I don't know. I don't know who else Auburn is after, but I, I did hear about the Coastal Carolina guy that they were wanting to get there on campus. Um. So I'm not sure if they'll do that tomorrow. I think tomorrow's it. I believe. Yeah, I, I'm pretty certain I think the he's probably the last day. Yeah, I'm pretty certain he's been wooed away by somebody, and you know, so um, because the the deal with you know Auburn is if you you got to be able to get them on campus. That's usually the and and most schools are probably like that as well. But I know definitely for Auburn, they've got to have them on campus. That's why the the COVID years were pretty bad. Uh, recruiting wise as well because it's just it's really hard to explain the way Auburn is you just have to be there so right um, yep. over the weekend also just to throw this out Nick Evers the mm-hmm. Oklahoma quarterback transfer mm-hmm. that was um, like a four or five star I think he was four in some and five in the other depending on which one you looked at um, right. but um ESPN had him, I think, ranked as the 166th overall prospect, but I think he was higher in a few of the other ones. Um, but anyway, he is transferring to Wisconsin with Luke Fickle. Gotcha. And I think it's interesting. Wisconsin's always been a, you know, grinded out, big guys up front, you know, run the football. I think Fickle's probably going to change that up just a little bit. Well, I mean, he's kind of like that too, but yeah, it'll, he'll open it up. But I mean, they also had Russell Wilson, you know, what, 10, 12 years ago. Um, And then, I mean, even Graham Mertz, you know, opened it up a little bit. I mean, gave him the ability to open it up. Uh, But I mean, their, their offense has always been that, you know, ground and pound, get the big, big beef eaters up front and just, you know, the, the, the road pavers. And then they go out there and just, you know, just run right behind that. But, but yeah, I think with Fickle and what he is doing at Cincinnati, he will most likely be able to uh, find some more dynamic quarterbacks rather than just, you know, I guess the, what you would call more of a game manager. Have more dynamic quarterback play. You have to go out and get some receivers and stuff like that as well. So, uh, right, but, but getting yeah. getting um, Evers is a big deal for Wisconsin, I would think. Especially, I mean, with yeah. Mertz with Mertz transferring out, you know, getting Nick Evers um, is a big deal. And like yeah. I said, he was at Oklahoma this year. I'm sure he redshirted. I don't think he played enough to. Uh, to burn that year, so right, um, you know, so he'll have four years of eligibility left. Yep. I mean, you know. All right. So, <clears throat> is there anything else on the football land that you think we need to mention or talk about? Uh, not as far as the college football land. Uh, up until I mean, guy games coming up. What, tomorrow? Yeah, there's a few games this week. Uh, there's, I think, one on Monday, maybe two on 
Tuesday. Hold on. I can tell you. Let's see. There's one on Monday, Marshall, Yukon. Tuesday yep. is two, Liberty, yeah, Toledo. In Eastern Michigan, San Jose State. Yeah. And then Wednesday is WKU. Yep. In South uh, Alabama. Versus, versus South Alabama, which ought to be a fun game to watch. Um, and then Thursday, these are all games we picked, um, is Baylor against Air Force. Right. Um, so these are all games that we picked last week. So uh, pay attention to those games if you want. We did make picks in them. Like I said, I let everybody know John Roberts' picks here. So um, last week on the game day, pick them. So um, at the bottom of the screen, I'm going to take your attention to this. We have uh, our link tree up, College Sportscast. Uh, you can catch everything that we do there. We have TikTok. Uh, right now we have a, a cap. Uh, giveaway uh, for Christmas, a Christmas giveaway where you can win. We're giving away two caps. Um, it runs through Christmas Eve, so you still got about six days left to get your entry in. You can go to linktree.com to learn how to enter. Um, it's not bad. You just go um, to our YouTube page or to our Twitter page or, or whatever. It's it's not a terrible entry. So. There's really nothing to it. You get a free chance to win a cap. Um, and uh, want to put your attention there. And then we're going to turn to college basketball. Yesterday was kind of a <coughs> – excuse me, kind of a big day in college basketball. There was a lot of big games, a couple of top ten games, a top five matchup yesterday with Houston and Virginia. At Virginia, that, that Houston – played a really good game with and won. Um, and then there was a top 10 matchup with Tennessee and Arizona yesterday. Uh, like brawl that broke out over there? Huh? Wasn't there like a brawl that broke out in that game? Yeah, yeah. Um, and that was later last night, the Tennessee-Arizona game was. <clears throat> um, but I'm going to start it out with this. <clears throat> it turned out to not be a real good day for the SEC in college basketball yesterday. Um, Alabama lost to Gonzaga. Kentucky nope. lost to UCLA. And Tennessee lost to Arizona. So it turned out to be not too good of a day for the SEC in college basketball yesterday. The, uh, the Saturday before that, I thought the SEC done pretty good. I think they had about five what I felt like kind of marquee games. They won three of the five. Um, last yesterday, there was what I considered about eight or so marquee games, <clears throat> and three of them were SEC schools and all three lost. So, um, right. you know, it wasn't a stellar day for the SEC yesterday. So I'll start it out with that. But there was a lot of other games going on yesterday as well. And we'll kind of get to some of those. Start out with the IU-Indiana-Kansas game that started yesterday. I think that was the opening game for yesterday. Um, and Kansas pretty much manhandled them. It was in Lawrence. And one of their better players got hurt, Indiana. One of their guards got hurt. Um, and after that, their guard play just couldn't their backup had to come in and, and it just it just wasn't good. 
you know, um, even with the starting guard, they were down like 10 or 11 um, within 10, 12 minutes. You know what I mean? Uh, And then after he got hurt and they had to bring up, bring in the back end to play all the time. Why? I think they were down 25 or 30 at one time. Um, It looked pretty bad. They pretty much manhandled uh, Jackson, Trace, what's his name? Trace something Jackson. I can't remember. He's got three names. Yeah. Anyway, they pretty much manhandled him. He did have nine blocks yesterday in this game. Yeah. That's – pretty impressive when you have nine block shots yeah it is that's uh that's really impressive actually <clears throat> yeah yeah he had nine he did have nine block shots in, in a losing um losing game actually they they wound up losing by like 22 yesterday um <coughs> but kansas pretty much ha- manhandled them all day long so that was the that was the beginning game um, top five game, Miami won a, a game that was not much, and we didn't we didn't even cover that game when we were doing our stuff. But the next biggest game was Gonzaga Alabama game, right? And the yep. game was actually played in your city. It was. It was in Birmingham. <clears throat> uh, yeah, was at the Legacy Arena. There's a uh, at that particular arena. We have uh, one of the the G League teams. Um, plays here in Birmingham and that's where they play and so we actually do have some basketball here in Birmingham some professional basketball here in Birmingham just like we have some professional football and some professional baseball it's all the minor league stuff but it's all we do have some of it right and uh but yeah so uh um yeah that game was took place at the legacy arena downtown and uh Alabama put up a fight. They had they had seemed like they were always seemed like they were trailing a lot during that game. They get back get back in it, and then Gonzaga would go on another run. So uh, I want to say this: <clears throat> Brandon Miller played an absolute stellar game yesterday. Now, right towards the end, he did kind of show up and show a little bit of his freshmanitis stuff towards the end a little bit. Um, right. He had two or three turnovers, threw up a couple of questionable three-pointers. But in his defense, he was just trying to get a hit a big bucket because they were down, you know, six right. or whatever, you know, in his defense. Yeah, probably um, pressed him a little bit. But before the last, like, three minutes of the game, he was six and nine from three-point land. 12 of 20 from the floor, had 36 points and about three turnovers. He wound up with about six turnovers, I think. Yeah. And he, and he missed his last, like, three or four shots, three all three-pointers, I think, just about every one of them. Right. Um, so, but he had a very impressive game. Timmy, of course, had an impressive game, and, and he had uh, one of his guys that was kind of – Right there with him yesterday, um, I think he scored like 17 or, or something like that yesterday. Let me look it up. I, I want to say that's what he scored. Yeah, Watson scored 17. Actually, they had six players in double figures, Gonzaga right. did. 
yesterday, and they scored a hundred. Well, that's, that's usually what you would, you would you would think to see when you have a team that scores a a hundred points. Yeah, yeah, and they scored a hundred. So, Timmy yeah. himself had twenty nine. Watson had seventeen. You had Hickman yeah. with thirteen. Right. Uh, Strother and and Bold with eleven each. And, and then, then they, they had, had a guy one, off the bench that had twelve. Scored twelve. Yep. Smith. Yep. Yeah. And then uh, so they had six players in double figures. Right, and uh, with um, Alabama only had two players in double figures, and Miller with thirty six, as you said already, yeah. and uh, Bradley uh, had half of that with eighteen. So right, they themselves together, you know, combined had what fifty four between the two of them. So right, you know, they had fifty four of Alabama's ninety, which is uh, about what. 66 percent or something somewhere close yeah because it was uh yeah because <clears throat> that's uh yeah it's a uh, six out of nine yeah <clears throat> so yeah um what i what i found was interesting and i didn't realize that they do this is this a game they play every year this was called the cm newton classic so they played this game last year but this was in seattle and then this year, and I think what it is is there's uh, there's other games because I think UAB is playing. Um, let me take a look because I think UAB was supposed I to play. I just noticed that yesterday this game was called the C.M. Newton Classic. Right, and C.M. Newton being a former coach at uh, <clears throat> at, at Alabama. Um, yeah, it was part of the C.M. Newton Classic, but I think there were other – Games, I want to say UAB Friday or UAB today is part of this because UAB played as well. Well, um, so Sam Newton was a former Alabama coach, but he also was a former Vanderbilt coach and he was the AD at UK for a long time as well to finish his career. Gotcha. So that's the reason why I noticed it. It was something because CM Newton done a lot of good stuff for a lot of schools. I mean, even his Vandy teams, he had some really good Vandy teams in the eighties and nineties. Oh, never mind. 80s. It's not UAB is not part of that. They're playing they're still playing it. <clears throat> I thought there were other teams that were part of this, but it just may be the, the one game. I just I need to look it up. I don't called. really know, but that's the first time I've ever really noticed that. It was called the CM Newton Classic and it was played in Birmingham. But it I mean that's um would be fitting for CM because he started his career out at Alabama, you know. Right. He was there a long time as a coach there. Yeah. So, anyway, I just wanted to throw that out. And then we have Houston went to Virginia, um, and that's one of those games that Houston just was, you know, a few points ahead the entire game. Virginia was right there hanging with them the entire game, but it seemed like they could never really get over the hump. And it was at home, so, you know, you would think that the home school would have – with the crowd and everything else would have just a little bit more of an advantage, but both of these teams play outstanding defense. I watched some of this game yesterday. Um, they play outstanding defense. Both of these teams do. Um, 
And I believe that both of these teams are two of the better teams. And, I mean, it's, it shows in the rankings. I mean, they're five and number two this week, so uh, – this past week. So <clears> – but it was a good game to watch. <clears throat> I don't know if you caught any of it or not, but – I did not, but – yeah, I had kept up with scores as as the game was going. I I was keeping up with some of the scoring. Um, I believe. Um, nope, I thought that was Thursday or Friday. Nope, we were maybe back on Wednesday when that game took place. So, uh, UAB. Yep, UAB taking out South Carolina last Wednesday. I don't know if y'all talked about it on Thursday. Yeah, no, I don't think we brought it up, but I remember, I do remember seeing it. The UAB beat South Carolina, right? Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, and they yeah, did it pretty I do handily. That. Yep, they did it pretty yep. handily too. So, oh, right, uh, yeah, they beat them by like thirteen or fourteen or something like that, didn't it? Mm-hmm. That was uh, 14, 14. Yeah. Um, and then yesterday in the Champions Classic, there was two big games. I'm going to start with Ohio State, North Carolina. Um, Ohio State jumped out the first 10 minutes and was up 28 to 16. I put out a tweet that North Carolina was looking like crap. <laughs> and as soon as I put the tweet out, North Carolina started climbing back into the game. Um, and uh, anyway, so. They were behind and just trying to pull along the entire game. But I'm going to say this. Both coaches, actually, the last 10, 15 seconds of this game in regulation was a damn clinic on coaching. I don't know if anybody anybody paid attention or if anybody – notices that kind of stuff. But, I mean, Ohio State called a timeout. They called, actually, the last minute and a half. They called a timeout with about a minute and eight seconds left and ran a play and scored to stay ahead. And then with about 14 or 15 seconds ago, the coach called another timeout and ran a play and got the short corner, basically, and hit a shot to go ahead by two. All right? And there was only three seconds or so remaining, okay, when the the Ohio State kid hit the shot. North Carolina, Hubert Davis had two timeouts. He called the timeout and set up a play to throw the ball up past half court. And then he called another timeout. That way you're not losing. That way you're not losing any time, right there. Right. So he called again. He called his last timeout after they threw it up the floor. That way he could inbounds it from the sideline instead of the other end of the floor. Okay. Right. And he set up a play with like one point some seconds left. And I'll be damned if he didn't set up a play and the guy hit a shot and took it to overtime. And then in overtime, North Carolina basically was the better team 
North Carolina had been climbing back and was the better team anyway, but Ohio State had that game won. And and they made the plays down the stretch to actually win it. They didn't miss any shots. They didn't have any turnovers. They didn't miss any free throws. I mean, they actually made the plays to win it. But North Carolina just kept coming back. And and I was I was actually impressed with Hubert Davis yesterday and the way he coached that game down the stretch. I was really impressed. And I pay attention to that kind of stuff. I've been a ball player. I've been a coach. Um, not at this level. I get it. But, I mean, I, I do pay attention to that kind of stuff. And <clears throat> I thought it was excellent. Excellent coaching. And uh, I just – I wanted to throw that out because – um, I'm going to talk about some coaching here in a minute. So, <laughs> I wonder who that could be. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> I want to talk about some coaching on the other side here in a minute. So, <laughs> anyways, North Carolina comes back and wins this game 89-84 in overtime. It was a great game to watch. Um, and then the second game of the classic was UCLA and Kentucky. I kind of had a little rant last night on the radio, on the radio side. So I'm not going to get all into this, but my biggest thing is, is, I mean, Kentucky basically played from behind the entire game. Um, they just are impossible to watch really, on offense. I've not seen too many Kentucky teams in my life, and I've been watching since I was a three- or four-year-old boy, that struggles the way this team does on the offensive side of the ball. They literally shot 30 35% field goal, 32%, 32.8, that's what it was, field goals yesterday. 28.6 from the three-point line, and I'll be damned if they didn't shoot 35% from the damn free throw line. Jeez. Like, I'm telling you, I've never seen an a just – the. The coaching side of this, okay, you've got, as a coach, you've got to put your guys in the most efficient way and system and and sets and everything else as a coach to um, make your team efficient. And Calipari is just not doing that. This team, um, he finally did – put Chris Livingston in yesterday, and he was the only player on the whole team that looked like he really deserved to be on the floor with everybody else. Um, At that level, Cason Wallace had a terrible game. 
Normally, Casey Wallace does, but he was terrible yesterday. Two for 13, one for seven, I think, from the from the three-point land. And he just had some kind of a hitch in his shot. Every shot that he shot, there was like a little hitch in his shot every time. And I haven't seen that before. I don't know what it was yesterday, but it was there yesterday. And again, that's coaching. Coaching. Coach him up, Cal, and get that shit out, to be honest with you. So that's, you know, UCLA wind up winning by 10. It was never a 10-point game. Not the second half. They they did get a 12 or 13-point lead in the first half, but Kentucky closed it. They tied it a couple of times, cut it to two a couple of times. Um, but they are so inefficient. They had 18 turnovers on top of all that yesterday, um, on top of the shooting woes. And, you know, it's, it's time to run some kind of efficient offense. That's all I'm going to say. And I'll end it at that. What do you what do you got? Did you watch any of it or no? I did not. No, I did not see any of it. We've been pretty much out for like the last three days. I haven't been at home. Haven't really hardly been, you know, sitting right. in a in a place long enough to be able to watch. Are you anything. doing Christmas shopping or what? Uh there's a lot of everything. <laughs> there's a lot of everything. We had uh we had the benefit that was on Thursday night. We had uh uh, my work Christmas party Friday. So after I got done with work, I mean, I was immediately changing and going to that. Um, and then Saturday and today we've been, again, for the most part, been just running around. So I haven't had a whole lot of time to like really look. I mean, other than checking out scores and going, okay, good. My pick, you, uh, I hit my pick you, on this one, or it's like, nope, didn't hit it on this one. <laughs> do you do any Christmas shopping? Does your wife take care of it all? She usually takes care of most of it. I'm, I might not <laughs> do a little bit of it, but right. Um, well, I mean, surely I you usually do a have Christmas shopping for her, right? Yes, I do that. Yeah. yeah, I figured you at least did that, right? Correct. Yeah. All right, so. so Kind of go back to some of the basketball stuff. We had picked uh, Purdue and Davidson. Davidson did hold their own with them, only lost by eight points. Um, UConn wound up handling Butler at home in Indy, which is not a, uh, a easy place to play, and beat them handily, 68-46. to And then last night, Arizona won at home against Tennessee, 75-70. to Um there was a fight that broke out, I think, in that game. Um, well, we'll push and shove it, you know. Yeah, just a little bit. Nothing nothing too major, I don't think. No, kind of like what was at the end of that Buffalo game, you know, a little pushing and shoving. Right. Um, but uh, like I said, the SEC lost three big games yesterday. Each team lost yesterday. So yep. um, I expect the SEC to be dropping in the polls just about everywhere, maybe – Arkansas don't. They didn't play a big game this time, so Arkansas might rise up a little bit. Um, And uh, Auburn plays today, don't they? Correct. They will be playing in about 40 minutes. Uh, They're playing at Southern Cal. So Yes. They're playing USC today at 4.30 Central. And then after that, they will – 
I believe, travel up to Washington. They're going up to Washington, yeah, to play right, two twelve schools. Yeah, so, yeah, they're going to go ahead and just stay on the road until um, they get done with that one, and then they'll come back. Right. Uh, and then they'll kick off their first uh, SEC game next week. I believe it's Florida. Right. So. Yeah, Kentucky opens with Missouri, I think, first SEC game. Um, 29th, I think, is the is there is that game? I believe. I believe that's right. Y'all playing Thursday? We're playing on the 28th. It might be. I can't remember now. I was thinking it was the 29th, but maybe not. Gotcha. Maybe it is Wednesday, the 28th. I'd have to. I'd have to look it up. Let's see right here. I have a list. It's of the twenty eighth. Yeah, it's the twenty eighth. Gotcha. You, you got me on that one. <laughs> yep. Florida and Auburn at what time are they playing? They're playing six p.m. on ESPN two. You got Tennessee Ole Miss at four p.m. on the SEC Network. And then Kentucky at Missouri, 6 p.m. SEC Network. So y'all follow the Tennessee Ole Miss game. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we play. We open with Missouri in the SEC schedule. We'll see. Missouri won on a last-second shot yesterday. Did you see that? I did not. Yeah, they, they, they won on a buzzer beater yesterday. <clears throat> Guy was falling down, literally – tried to make a cut and was slipping and falling down, and he shoveled a bounce pass that was about six inches off the floor to a guy, and the guy reached down, picked it up, and banked banked it in from about 30 feet away. Unbelievable. <laughs> and they won a game um, wow. on a last-second shot. And it was against – Somebody they should they should have handled. I can't remember now. I forgot who it was. So Louisville won a game. <laughs> they did. They beat Western the other night. Um, I kind of expected that to be a close game. I really expected Western to win it. Western had um, picked up quite a few decent players from transfers and stuff and you know it seems like they have a pretty good team i think they were like eight and one or something so far or something at, before that game um but uh the kentucky transfer is still having to sit out and i'm not exactly sure dante allen's still having to sit out and it really doesn't make any sense to me what's going on i don't really get it um uh, just to talk about it since I brought it up. So Dante Allen transferred from Kentucky to Western. And he played the first like three or four games with Western. Everything looked to be fine. And um, he come off the, he was coming off the bench, but he scored like 14 or 15 one game. <clears throat> and, um, you know, is was giving them a spark. And then all of a sudden there was some eligibility concerns that popped up and Stansbury says that Kentucky played him when his grades or something wasn't eligible when he wasn't eligible. Uh Oh, that's not good. Right. 
But Stansbury also said Kentucky paid a fine, like, I don't know, $5,000 a game or something for him to be eligible. I never heard of that. I didn't even know that was possible. You mean you can pay your way out of that? That's what I said. I've never heard That's of weird. that. I, That's weird. But Stansberry claims that, okay, in a press conference about a week ago, 10 days ago, something like that. Right. But then Kentucky is debate, you know, is denying it and saying that that's not true. And so there's kind of this standstill that's going on with it. But in the meantime, Dante Allen's not getting to play. And I'm not exactly sure what's going on with that situation. It's kind of a weird situation between the two schools. I never heard of being able to pay a fine and have your player eligible. Yeah, very, very weird. Yeah, I've never heard of that. So, anyway, since I brought it up, we were talking about Western for a minute. I thought I would talk about it. It's a it's a weird situation that's going on. I noticed against Louisville, he's still sitting out. He's not playing. Um, <clears throat> and that basically leaves Western with about six players, basically, that's on that level, if you get what I'm saying. Um, and they were kind of playing behind. They, they just don't have much bench without, without Dante Allen. Um, and I think it wound up hurting them. And Louisville actually had a couple of guards and Ellis kid and stuff that, you know, was shooting well and scored points. They scored 80-some points. And they've had games where they've had 18 in the second in the second half. So, I mean, you know, I mean, 80-some <laughs> points is a big, big, impressive difference. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um. So you know that was basically the world of, of college basketball uh, yesterday. It was a big day, and I wanted to kind of get that in. Is there any news in the college basketball world um. that we need to talk about? I know that Johnson got hurt in the Kansas game and had to exit. I mentioned that. Right. I'm still trying to think of anything right now. Well, I know uh, one game I want to look at, and that's today. Yeah. There's okay. a game today that I want to talk about. Texas? No. <clears throat> it's not one you're going to – I want to see what time this game is. It's probably tonight. Oh, wait a second. I'm on Monday. I thought I was on Sunday. Uh-oh. That's the reason why I couldn't find it. That's why you can't find it. All right. Let's see. <clears throat> it's Iona versus New Mexico. Ah, uh, Iona and New Mexico. It's Iona and New Mexico. And the reason why I'm bringing this up <clears throat> is Rick Patino is at Iona. Okay. And Richard Patino is the head coach at New Mexico. 
Ah, so father, son, Patino. Father, son. The son is 10 and 0. They're 10 and 0. And the father is going out there to New Mexico to play in the pit. And it's today. And <clears throat> I'm trying to figure out what time the game is. Good question here. I thought I had it where I pulled it up or seen it, but apparently not. Well, there's a million games on here. Right, right. <clears throat> ah, yes, 5.30 p.m. FS1 Iona versus New Mexico. Okay. So it's not, it's not been <clears throat> played yet. But it's in the pit at New Mexico, and New Mexico is is coached by Richard Patino, and he also has his his best player is Jamal Mashburn Jr. So y'all might recognize that Jamal Mashburn played at UK for Rick Patino um, back in the nineties, and. Uh, also played a long time for the Dallas Mavericks until he blew out a couple of knees. Um, he was a 20, 22, 23-point scorer in the NBA for the Dallas Mavericks for a long, long time, for probably eight or ten years. <clears throat> and then he blew out his knee twice, I think. Cool. And never was the same player um, after he blew out his knee. But Jamal Mashman was a heck of a ball player. So, And his son – Jamal Mashman Jr. Now, Jamal Mashman was 6'8", 240, and could shoot lights out. <clears throat> Jr. is not quite the size of his dad. He's like 6'2 or 3, I think. But he looks a whole lot like him, like in looks yeah. and face, you know. Uh, but he doesn't have the size that his dad had. But he's their best player out there, and they have a kid, a, a, a guy by the – First name Morris. He's got a weird last name. That's a center. That's about six, eight, or nine. About two fifty or sixty. Um, <clears throat> and then they have um, have another transfer. His dad played in the NBA too. They have two kids where their dad played in the NBA <clears throat> on that team. They're ten and zero. Um, and Iona is also undefeated. That's why it's both teams are undefeated. Rick Patino has his Iona team undefeated. Mm, Iona is seven and two. Oh and one away. Oh, they're they're seven and two? Seven and two. Mexico's ten and oh, but ten Iona and is, is seven and two. Okay. Yep. I thought I had read where they were undefeated too. New Mexico's got a three point that's favored by three. Yeah, you're right. They are seven and two. <clears throat> but anyway, I, it's a game of intrigue. I think <clears throat> if you've been a college basketball fan over the years, Rick Pitino going to play his son is probably a game that people might want to pay attention to this right. evening. Um, <clears throat> so I thought I'd throw that out there before we kind of end things up. Um, so 
you know, the week coming up, we will probably do things a little bit different. Um, we, uh, it's leading up to Christmas, of course, and we've got John, John Hammonds has got people coming in, um, that's going to be staying at his house. He's going to have a house full, so he don't think he can be on this week. Roberts, me and you really haven't had a conversation about it, but what I'm hoping to do is to at least have one show this week. I'm thinking maybe Thursday. Okay. And have maybe our Thursday show. We won't be on sun next Sunday for a wrap-up show like we normally are. Next Sunday is actually Christmas Day. So right. um, for sure we won't be on next Sunday. And I'm not 100% sure we still have to have a conversation. The next Sunday will be January 1st. Um, I'm not sure if too many people have anything truly going on on New Year's Day. Um, but we'll see. We'll have that conversation. But I know next week we will not do our week wrap-up show because that will be Christmas Day. Um, and I know John is not going to be able to be on with us this week. And to be honest with you, I'm not really sure what's going on with Mason. And Jason has had some family issues going on, and I'm not sure what's going on with him either right this minute. <clears throat> so um, it may just be me and John Roberts here. I'm not real sure. But what I'm planning on doing is kind of doing a, a holiday one-episode thing on Thursday. Okay. This week, if that sounds good with you. <clears throat> I'm down. And then um, the following week, we're actually going to have a couple of special episodes for you guys, I think. Um, we are planning on doing a collaboration ep episode with NFL Outdated. And right now it's tentatively scheduled for December 28th, which will be a Wednesday night. And we are going to be doing this episode on a preview of the Music City Bowl, Iowa versus Kentucky. Um, <clears throat> they reached out to me and asked me if we would be willing to do a collaboration with them and do a cross promo with them for that show. So um, I'm hoping that we can kind of put that together. And it was their idea to do the Kentucky Iowa Bowl, to be honest with you, which I was like, maybe he knows I'm a Kentucky fan. Maybe that's why he said it. I'm not real sure. Maybe he's paid attention enough to know that because I wore a shirt or two, you know, that says it. So <clears throat> maybe that's what it is. I'm not real sure. But and then on New Year's Eve, we are going to do a post game wrap up show for Kentucky games with Talking Kentucky. Um, Kentucky and Louisville play that day in basketball, New Year's Eve. And at the same time, the Music City Bowl goes on. And Kentucky and Iowa play each other in the Music City Bowl. And uh, we had set up about a week ago, and I confirmed with him a couple of days ago now, uh, Coleman Scott and Caden are going to be on with us with Talking Kentucky. And we're going to do kind of a post-game show. It may not go too well. <laughs> well, I, I can I can see the the offense right now gearing up. 
My gosh. I mean, Louisville was before the other day were 0-9. If Kentucky loses to them, <clears throat> the fan base is going to jump off a cliff. Both offenses are not good. <laughs> and in Kentucky on football, I don't even know what to expect, really. <clears throat> Bad offense, again. <clears throat> Excuse me. Yeah, I don't. I, I really don't know what to expect, really. I mean, I, I'm not sure who all's even going to be there and playing and everything else. I mean, Carrington Valentine is opting out. One of the quarter, cornerbacks that we have, Will Levis, is opting out. Chris Rodriguez is opting out. You know, I'm just not sure. Cavassier Smoke said he was transferring. Now, I don't know if that means if he's going to be available, if he's going to play anyway. Last year, we had a few transfers to play in the bowl game. Oh, yeah. Because they're there for that semester, so they're still eligible to play. Right. Um, so I don't know if some of these transfers is still playing. I don't know if some of them aren't because they've got, there's about nine or 10 transfers on top of that. So it's one of them games. I'm not real sure what to expect, but anyway, we'll do the best we can. And we're going to do some collaborations with a couple of shows and, uh, Try to have some fun with that. And I got like a frog in my throat or something. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm not real sure what's going on over here. I can see that. But, yeah. Anyways. Um, today's episode will be featured on the Real Fresh channel, Real Fresh channel on YouTube. So I want to put that up. I'm trying to get it to come up here. There it is. <clears throat> so, um, y'all check that out. He has different uh, podcasts on. The NFL Outdated is one of them, I think, um, that is that is on his channel. And that's how they knew about me. And that's how they reached out to us is, is through the Real Fresh channel and his network of podcasts. So, uh, we appreciate um howie and uh he his, he calls himself howie fresh so i'll just call him we'll, we'll appreciate howie fresh and uh, the real fresh channel and uh hooking us up with a, a network of podcasts to have some connections just to be honest with you there's about three or four other podcasts from that connections that has talked to me already and kind of offered and wants to do sports podcast that wants to do some cross promo stuff. So maybe over the next month or two, we'll get a few of those in. I'm not real sure yet, but it also, yeah, I mean, it helps, you know, it helps to build things and get us out there and that's what we're trying to do. So again, y'all chat with us, give us some questions, give us some comments. we like to have some chat people on and some people making some comments and uh, we'll throw them up on the screen and try to get you a little bit of pub and uh, say hi and maybe even disagree. (laughs) What? 
<laughs> Maybe we'll even disagree with you. I don't know. Oh, Maybe that. <laughs> John, I appreciate you being on with me today, man. That way I'm not over sitting here trying to do this by myself. Um, but uh, like I said, <clears throat> I think this week, check us out on Thursday and we'll just kind of do a combined show. Might be a little bit longer, but we'll try to do a, a like preview slash wrap up hot topics. Maybe even pick a few games over the weekend um, as well. So we'll kind of do um, – it might have to be a rapid fire pick so we can get it all in. But we'll do something on Thursday and uh, hope everybody – we might even throw in a Christmas – question or two <laughs> for the uh Chris for everybody to have a Merry Christmas kind of do a little Christmas special episode on Thursday. So all right. I appreciate it. Y'all have a good night and we appreciate you being on with us. All right.